Since this episode is called Friends, FOMO, Food, and Finances, I thought it'd be correct to start this episode off with a small story. I was having a mental breakdown today at work after a phone call with someone that I want to say is my friend. And I was talking, I was, I asked a coworker a theoretical question and bada bing, bada boom, conversation happens. And he said, well, I hope one day you find the perfect friend for you. And that is still in my head and it just made me absolutely bawl. I want to start this episode off by saying there are five people in my life that I would genuinely call my best friend that I don't see often and that I love deeply. And when I talk about friends in this episode or FOMO, I want you guys to know right off the bat that I am not talking about you. I'm talking more about newer friendships and just different experiences that I've had recently that have just made my brain like, so I just want you to know that. Also, these are not friends. Like I have, I wrote a blog post uh, about work moms. And even though I consider them my friends, I do consider them as more as a uh, parental figure. You guys are also excluded from this group. So there's very, I mean, I'm just going to be honest because this is my podcast. There's a very specific group that I'm talking about when I talk about friends and FOMO and everything else in this episode. But I'm so excited. It's going to be such a good one. I can't wait to get some stuff off my chest. I'm also wearing a white shirt. So this is going to be cute. All the sweat stains. Yay. Yeehaw. I'm excited. Anyway, welcome to the Simple Gmail podcast. <laughs> Okay, listen, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary folks, I know it's been forever and a day, and let me tell you, I'm exhausted, okay? I have, I don't know what to say, besides, I wasn't ready for Memorial Day to be a podcast upload day, but I skipped to the schedule. Skip, skip to the schedule? Yeah, that made sense. No, but I did put out two newsletters uh, ever since last episode, and yeah, I got weave today actually on the day that I am recording this I got weave and yeah I mean not much has happened I am just chilling vibing growing thriving preparing for celebrating my birthday by myself and I'm actually very very excited well celebrating my birthday by myself on the actual day but throughout the month I have done and will be doing just super small things with the people that I love dearly to celebrate the fact that I was born. I've never really felt celebrated or acknowledged, uh, especially like in my later years and, you know, during college. It was just like, I don't know. I've never felt like my birthday was my birthday. I had a best friend when I was younger. Her birthday is very close to mine. And then I had a little brother who was born not long before me and he was the only boy at the time. So he was like, it was a big deal. So now it's time for me to like really celebrate myself and celebrate the fact that I'm alive. And I think this is so important in my self-love journey. That's what we've been doing. How have you been doing? Have you been doing good? Have you been taking care of yourself? I asked that as someone who got yelled at earlier for not drinking water, but that's a whole different story in and of itself that we will talk about later on. But first, before we get into this episode, uh, let's get into some hot thoughts on hot topics. (music) 
the big things sweeping America right now are inflation and gun control. Those are the big conversations. But there's also the student loan conversation. It literally feels like with each year that passes, I'm watching a dumpster fire that just gets wilder and wilder. But the trick is that the fire can actually be contained. It just literally takes a matter of using your brain. I could sit here and list off every single news story and I just, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm overwhelmed and I'm doing the best that I can to survive and make it. But I'm also just like trying to not be stressed out and it's just incredibly difficult. I'm trying to stay up to date. There's just so much happening and I, I just, I don't know. I honestly, part of me wants to just get rid of this segment of my podcast because there's so much and I never, every, my forehead is sticky with sweat. That is disgusting. But every time I go to record an episode, I always have to do it a few days in advance. And in between recording the episode and when the episode actually goes up, something something happens, whether it's good news or bad news. And it's like, well, dang you know, but those are the big conversations happening in America. People are pissed about gas prices. And I'm like, there's just bigger fish to fry in the world right now than gas prices. I feel like there's bigger issues in the world than gas prices. But I also feel like the rise in gas prices is a result of things happening in the world. There is a balance that happens in all of this. And I think we are just so off kilter, not just as a nation, we've been off kilter as a nation for forever and a day. But I think globally we are off kilter and it's just going to take compromise, conversation, communication and being civil and respect and patience and so many other things to get that balance back. I will say because the next episode won't be up for a couple of weeks since this is a bi-weekly podcast. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Independence Day. I was telling someone at work and I was like, July 4th is not Independence Day for me. I didn't ask to be here. So, happy Juneteenth. Happy Independence Day to my lovely black people out there. And it is Father's Day as well. It's a good, it's a wonderful time to celebrate our freedom. We need this good energy. I saw a news story yesterday about a pregnant black woman getting out of her car. And she got out of her car, hands raised after being pulled over by the police. And they shot her five times. Pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's stuff like that that it's just like, oh my gosh. Literally, oh my gosh. But let's mourn and grieve the loss of the lives of people who should be here, the black lives that are being lost unjustly every day that don't get reported. But let's also celebrate our culture, celebrate the history that we've made. Let's celebrate the people who have survived because at this point it's a, well, at least for me and in Tennessee, it is a matter of survival. Now let's get on to the rest of the episode. As per usual, before I start doing my little entree speaking, talking thing, I don't know. I share my drink of the episode. This week's drink looks like a protein shake. But I promise it's not. It is also kind of my dinner, which I can feel the disappointment of so many women. But it is a 
chocolate moose tracks milkshake. I know having a milkshake for dinner is not the best for you. However, your girl didn't want to buy groceries because she's about to go on vacation and also didn't know what she had craving for. And I am finishing up my period and I'm giving it to my period cravings. And some reason this go around, all my body has been craving is ice cream and milk and anything that is dairy. I've had a lot of mac and cheese. I had a lot of ice cream sandwiches. I've had a lot of milkshakes. I've had a lot of anything that requires milk. Anywho, I will say for my milkshake, I use lactose-free milk. So I do buy the Fairlife lactose-free milk and the chocolate milk is actually really nasty. <laughs> but when I put it with the Moose Tracks ice cream, it's so good. So, so, so good. Also, I didn't think I liked Moose Tracks. I actually bought that ice cream for my friend. But my friend hasn't been over here in about... It's definitely been like three months. So I knew at some point the ice cream was going to expire and it hasn't expired yet. This isn't like gonna destroy my body in that sense but I finally was like you know what I'm just gonna finish it up and this is actually the last of it I'm drinking the last of it right now but it's so good and I know it's gonna fill me up okay friends FOMO food and finances I'm about to be so honest I'm about to expose the mess out of myself I'm about to just let it out and I'm excited there's so many things that I really wanted to talk about from the month of May and just up into this point and I wasn't sure what to title this episode but here we are we got quadruple f I guess you could say first this is probably gonna be the longer category friends I had an episode not long ago called friends and boys we have upgraded it's not the right word but we have definitely had experiences since that last episode I will say though going from hot thoughts on hot topics into the entree of this episode I went hiking with a couple of friends I will say I I know I like hesitated but you know boys being friends with boys is weird as I stated in that episode but I went hiking with them the hike was a part of my celebrating my birthday all month type thing. I don't think one of them knew that, but it was just kind of like, a, I've always wanted to go back to my favorite grilled cheese spot and I love nature and I need an excuse to go to this bookstore, but I don't want to drive an hour by myself type situation. So I kind of roped them into it and I want to say it was a good time, but I don't know about them. There was a moment where things got really tense because they talked about the solution to our geopolitical issue would literally be getting involved in a war like we did in the 20th century that don't forget like world war ii and that thought just makes me want to throw up like truly makes me want to throw up and i know that history repeats itself things are inevitable i don't want to think about anything regarding that but I just thought it was very interesting that they felt that, that was the only solution. That and something about like an asteroid coming that has like rare earth fine minerals or diamonds or stones or something. I don't know. Metals. Some, something. But it's, it's conversations like that that just like, rah. Although I will give mad respect to the one guy. What is it? So in, in my friends and boys episode, we had the teddy bear who's no longer in my life. We had the talker. We're going to give, um, what would the third person be? Give me a second as I, the tolerator. He tolerates things, sort of. We'll call him the tolerator. Anyway, so the tolerator is actually one of those people that has like a, 
he looks scary, but he is decent at like being kind and listening. And anyway, he remembered from when I used to work uh, with them that I didn't really like the subject of them having to fight and being drafted and everything coming up. So mad respect for him to him, whatever the correct word is there for kind of speeding up and making sure I wasn't a part of that conversation. Uh, I really appreciated it because he turned around when I was trying, I was trying to hear what they were saying. And he's like, I didn't want to say it too loud because I remember you didn't like, you know, I was talking about it. And I'm like, dang, that touched me, you know? And it's not that I don't want to be aware of what's going on. I just, I don't do well with the jokes and the talker gets very passionate about things to the point where some out of pocket things are said. And I just don't, I didn't want that kind of energy. But I just thought it was, I just want to share with you their solution for the struggles that we are experiencing um, in America. There's so much I want to say. First off, at my new job location, I don't see myself making any friends. Like, genuine friends. I definitely can only envision work friends for myself. Like, today, I literally went to visit one of my friends slash work moms in the parking lot at four something in the morning because I just love her. Do you know what I mean? I love her. When we're both done traveling this month and July hits, we're going somewhere. We're doing something. We're going to go get a Mexican pizza together because she loves those. Hopefully, they're still at Taco Bell. Taco Bell, don't get rid of them. I've made, like, actual, like, I didn't like my boss as discussed in the last episode, but that hasn't stopped me from visiting people that are genuinely my friend. I need to Snapchat someone actually. Like I've made genuine friends. At my new location, I love the fact that I get acknowledged. Everyone is so kind and sweet. And like, sometimes it's even to the point where it's like, you know, I'm not in the mood for the sweetness and the kindness. I just want to like say hi, bye, keep going, not tell you about where my bell bottoms are and all this other jazz weird conversations I've been having recently but I just something about the people on my team specifically I just I don't see any genuine like friendship coming out of it they're cool to work with I can text them I gave one of them a plant stand maybe I'll ask him to do my makeup but nothing that's like you know, I will go to bat for them. I will write an entire blog post about them. I will like dedicate a podcast, you know, nothing crazy. They're just people that I work with. So that's been a bit of a challenge for me to kind of notice and accept. Actually, I did write about them in a blog post. Uh, It's called Operating at a Different Pace because I wrote about how it doesn't feel like a family. And I think the fact that it doesn't feel like a family is why I don't see myself getting close with anyone. And yeah, at my other location that I was at, it felt like a very, very, very dysfunctional family, but we were still a family. Just if you took out a couple people, we were great. We were Gucci. We were amazing. Even when some of us didn't like, you know, other people. So I've just thought a lot about my friendships in that realm and with the new job, I've I've had so much time to sit in my brain. And I talked about this on the blog. I've had time to sit in my brain, but in a really healthy way. Minus today, we did have an emotional breakdown about a friendship. But even then, it's not going to be easy. I don't know if I've said this in the last episode, but I genuinely think my purpose for being at this new location is to grow, is to become a better version of myself. And that's going to come with its hardships. It's going to come with its emotional breakdowns. It's going to come with its different challenges. However, I'm perfectly like 
okay with that because it just means I'm getting better and I'm growing. So I wrote some things down for that I've like realized about myself when it comes to who I am in friendships. Sometimes I go too hard for friends who wouldn't do nearly as much for me, especially without compensation. That was something that I realized today and that actually caused a breakdown. It's honestly infuriating. I do a lot for certain friends and yes, they may show up emotionally or maybe they show up physically when I'm having an emotional moment, but there are times when I just kind of hope that selfishness goes out the window and for once they do something for me that's almost on the same scale of what I've done for them. I don't want to get too specific because it'll be very obvious if it's not already obvious enough. And this isn't me calling anyone out. This is me expressing my frustrations and also just realizing like this is a problem and I I don't need to fix it. I need to find better people and I need to fall back a little bit. I definitely need to fall back. When I start to realize that I'm doing too much for somebody, that I may be offering too much help or whatever the case may be, knowing that they will not show up the same way for me, I need to fall back a little bit. And if they notice, well, then I'm going to be like, you're not showing up for me in this relationship like I need you to. Like I'm showing up for you. You know, there and I feel like every relationship should be 50-50. Show up and show out, 50-50. I offer to pay for things. When my friends want to do something for me, I will offer to pay. But then they're like, no, don't worry about it. And I'm like, oh, that's sweet. And so the next go around, they try to give me money. And I'm like, why are you trying to, no, that's, no, 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 no. And for me personally, I feel like, and I know this may sound dumb and just incredibly like, I don't know, selfish of me, but this is kind of a financial, every category that we talk about today is going to get woven into each other. I just talked about going out to eat and money and I'm talking about friends. Anyway, like for me, I always know when I'm close with someone, if they don't ask for money, do you know what I mean? Like, say, for example, I drive someone or someone, say, for example, someone's taking me somewhere and they don't ask me for gas money. They just do it because they're my friend. You know, I haven't necessarily asked someone to give me money for gas. We'll just stick with a gas example, especially because that's like a hot topic, you know, as I stated earlier. But uh, they offered and I'm like, you know, okay, sure. But I wasn't downright like, hey, like, since I'm doing this for you, can you give me gas money? And I love like. I think the time, like, me and my best friend will alternate, like, driving places, especially now that I have a car. And even then, I have, like, this deep-rooted thought in my brain and in my heart that I should be the one to drive more just because I got my car so much later in the game and she was, like, the person that drove, you know? But the only time that I think we really, like, pay for each other's gas is if we're taking, like, a longer road trip. And we just back and forth it. So we have a system. But I just feel like if you are doing something for your friend and you ask your friend for compensation, especially if you know their situation, 
then that's not cool in my personal opinion, especially if you're asking a friend who consistently shows up for you, who consistently goes the extra mile for you. I I don't want to say I am that friend, but I am. In certain relationships, if I'm not currently, I was. I was consistently showing up and going the extra mile. I was canceling and rescheduling therapy sessions and I was skipping out on family events to show up for someone who showed up for me sometimes but not really and I say that in past tense but it's still happening and it's kind of frustrating and I definitely need to figure out how to be like hey this doesn't feel like a friendship to me if anything it feels like you're taking advantage of me but then I also fight that thought because it's like ah but I've had you know I cried in front of this person I had emotional breakdown in front of this person they showed up for me so I am really struggling with that and that's part of what the reason why I had emotional breakdown today it was just like a very big realization I had so tell me your thoughts on that I would love to hear it because I am am I tripping is that weird Something else that I really, I thought about this today too, didn't contribute to the mental breakdown, but I just thought about it is that I need to stop duplicating or no, I need to stop trying to duplicate my like long-term friendships in the newer friends that I try to make. Do you know what I mean? Because I try so hard to like turn people who maybe aren't meant to be my best friend into my best friend just because... I miss my best friends. Do you know what I mean? If two of them live out of the state, two of them live five hours away, one of them is like really doing things with her career. And, you know, there's people around me that I have easier access to. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you're going to be my friend. Da, 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 da. But I treat new people, new friends as if they're my best friend and that's not the case and I need to stop doing that. I'm not saying that it's a problem because really if I treat someone like that, I care above and beyond about them. I care about everyone, you know, literally like kids will run into doors and I'm like, oh my goodness, someone's child ran into a door. I'll do what I can to help the kid, you know, but I go an extra mile of care and love for people that I consider my best friend and that I just want to call my best friend but I think for me I just get so wrapped up and like oh my goodness this person like possesses the quality that this long-term friend has but I don't allow myself that time to really develop that friendship I try to go from zero to 100 And something I've really thought about recently is me trying to go from zero to 100 is why people leave. It's not why. I can hear it now. I I saying that, I just heard my therapist say, is that an assumption? Is that your perception or is that a fact? Uh, Okay, sis, it's my perception and assumption. But I, I do think that I just come on so strong with wanting to be a part of someone's life so bad so quickly. And I just want to know every single thing about them. But first, or not but first, but sometimes I forget to first like see how they are, how they interact. Are they reserved? Are they an introvert? Are they an extrovert? Are they an introvert with extroverted tendencies? Do they... What are their mannerisms like? How do I know when they're lying to me? How do I know when things are being hidden from me? I 
I kind of skip that step and just get into the tell me every single thing about your life. Let's play a game of 20 questions. And one thing that I I try to not regret, of course, but I do wish with some recent friendships that I hadn't skipped that just initial like, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite book, band, movie, TV show, app? email address if you have more than one I have a favorite email address because I have about seven but anyway you know I skipped that stage and goodness if I could do anything to get that back and try again I would but there's so many friendships that I would try that with and even now some of the ones that I'm I'm kind of struggling with figuring out like my identity and my place and how to fall back on them or fall back in them I'm like can we go back to that stage where I figure out your favorite things you know I never I feel like a part of the whole favorite things list is figuring out where someone's from and their birthday I always get that out of most people I will say the tolerator I know the month that his birthday's in and that's it but I will let that slide. I will let that slide. I'll let it go. Because again, he's just a tolerator. He tolerates me and people. But yeah, I just, I need to stop trying to recreate long-term friendships and people that I've known for a short period of time. You know, I need to, As I'm still reading this book called Big Friendship and it talks about how in the beginning you're consistently around someone because you're steadily investing in the friendship and when you feel comfortable enough in that friendship that's when you hit that stage of like best friendship or big friendship as they call it where you can go these long periods of time and not talk to them and then catch up as if nothing's happened. So I kind of forget I get so caught up in steadily investing in that steadily investing part that I consistently want to do something all the time. And I think also for me, it's quality link quality language. Yes, I think it's also quality time being my top love language. And I just want to feel loved. And I'm not going to cry saying that because I normally cry when I say that, but I, I want to feel loved. And that stems from childhood issues and not feeling loved as a child. And I still am the child of my parents and I don't feel loved, which I know part of that. I mean, every relationship is a two way, you know, situation. There's two people involved for the most part. And I know that I could do my part definitely and fixing those strained relationships between my parents, but I also like don't. And that comes from a fear of rejection. There's just, it's just like boom, 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 boom. But we're going to bring it back to wanting to feel loved, wanting that quality time. And so normally with steadily investing, you just spend a lot of time together to get to know each other. But for me, I get steadily investing and quality love language time mixed up because they're two different things. Steadily investing, you're just hanging out, you're chilling, you're vibing. But for me, I'm like, quality time. This person must really think the world of me. They actually want to like hang out with me and like be with me and like public you know but I think also I've thought about like if this person only wants to be with me in public and even then not fully in public they don't want to like take me to places where someone they know works or someone they know shops frequently and it has to be like far away or it's consistently going out to eat or something it's kind of like okay what's going on here like what what is happening is this steadily investing is this quality time or is this you stringing me along because you I don't know want to have a token black friend or something it felt really good to get that out I'm not gonna lie to you it felt really good to just just full send get it all out 
I did also want to talk about like heterosexual friendships and defining the status of a friendship and like there's always this weird gray area but I actually think I'm gonna wait on that because I need to definitely dive deep more into that I started thinking about that today and I was like there's so much more to it that I really want to like sit down and think about and focus on but it's so interesting being a single heterosexual person and becoming friends with someone else who is single and heterosexual because people automatically think things and you kind of have to fight your brain and yourself. You have to not let people win pretty much. You can't let people win and convince you that, oh my goodness, it looks like we're dating. Oh, maybe I should just like stop. No, you can't let people win. And when you do, that shows how much power you let the words and actions of others have over your brain instead of how much power you have over your own brain. Is this where I drop the mic? Because I feel like that was a mic drop moment. Moving on from friends, we're going to go to FOMO, okay? I don't think I've ever really had FOMO, but maybe I have and I've just not been able to recognize it. But like with changing jobs and like not being around my work moms and my friends as much as I am used to but the FOMO is so real and I've felt it for the like I actually genuinely know what it feels like for the first time I don't like this I don't like this first time I don't take it back take it back I don't like this feeling of being left out for me it also just feels weird to like experience FOMO or feel like I'm missing out on things with friends that are still so new to me because it's like oh we were in that steadily investing part and that got ruined and but there's things still happening in their life do you know what I mean and people like say names of other people who may have started after me or they'll say names of like new friends that they have in their life and I'm like who what is happening what is happening and I just feel like I'm missing out on so much and I hate this feeling how do I make FOMO go away go away that wasn't even English how do I make FOMO go away because this is a feeling that I just don't like it doesn't sit well in my spirit I don't want it anymore take it back please <laughs> it, it it's even worse when I feel like like I feel it's uh I like social media because it helps me keep up with my friends who are far away but then at the same time it's difficult when certain friends aren't using social media or when you don't get like every aspect of their life you know people only put the nice things on social media except for me I cry I will cry and post it look at my Instagram account juh.me.luhjubmelud just got a promo right quick but there's a picture of me crying like at the top of my feed and I'm not ashamed I'm not ashamed at all. Honestly, it would be on my Facebook account if I didn't have like 17 different kinds of people in my life following me on Facebook. You know, we have like ex-coworkers, current coworkers, church people, family people, friends, clubs, administrative people, friends of family from far away. Like just too many people, too many different kinds of people following me on Facebook. And I'm overwhelmed, to be honest. I'm, I'm, it's taken everything in me not to delete my Facebook account because the same people keep showing up and they're like the political people and I'm related to one and I'm like, ugh. someone help me get rid of FOMO. Thank you and amen. Food. Okay. Yeah. I literally, my bit on FOMO just wasn't like, I just wanted to talk about the fact that I've had it for the first time and it's such an icky feeling and it's like, and it almost is painful. 
like for the when I was really truly experiencing it for the first time it felt like my heart was constricting like I was in so much like physical hurt it was bad I was like crying because my heart was in pain I was like I'm missing something I'm missing a piece of me I'm missing out on the action and it physically hurt and it's weird I got rid of the physical pain of FOMO, but I still have it. Like, I still want to be involved and I still want to know what's going on. It's so weird to only be close with part of my second family as opposed to the rest. Do you know what I mean? As I said, food. Okay, we got, okay. So, going back to the friend thing. A lot of the time, recently, I thought about this and I was like, most of the time when I've hung out with a couple of friends it's only been to get food and that kind of makes me I'm like thinking about it and I'm like was that coincidental was that you being ashamed of being seen with me in other places so the easiest way to go is food because you can simply like duck and run why I know a lot of people who only go out to eat with their friends but for me like I love going places and doing things like we went hiking and like me and my friend they had like a cool little like light exhibit at the zoo or even I just showed up to her house and like yeah I ate at her house but even if the pizza wasn't there I would have just chilled at her house and just being at her house was like hanging out and quality time with me like I think you can hang out with your friends beyond going out to eat and I feel like when you do that that's when you really learn more about them I mean yeah you learn about their taste buds what they like what they don't like when you go out to eat if they're willing to try new foods or not when you go out to eat with them but seeing like okay take the zoo for example seeing how they interact with like the different displays if they get all hyped up over the flamingos and the neon pink lights and they get overwhelmed by the light of a tiger running across a tree or they are chicken out of doing the zipline thing like you can't you get a better vibe for how someone is and who someone is when you do more than just going out to eat as a form of hanging out all the time just simply taking a walk it's free Going to the park is free. Again, visiting each other's houses is freaking free. And it doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be intimate if you don't want it to be. If you want it to be intimate and vulnerable, freaking okay, get the questions rolling, you know? It can be what you want it to be. But I think that there's more to life and more to developing friendships if you actually want to than consistently going out to eat. So that is that take on food also I had an impossible burger from Burger King today and it was interesting it like the meat looked like fake cafeteria meat but it tasted almost real like I don't believe it's plant-based meat at all but it was just very weird very very weird I'm kind of waiting on it to like screw up my stomach but it's not and normally fast food messes me up like on impact so I'm kind of like shook right now I'm kind of shook I'm more than kind of shook I'm like what's going on (laughs) what's going on remember the portable blender that I talked about like returning well that's what I'm drinking my milkshake out of is part of the portable blender so that sucker ain't going back but no yeah I just I have been eating a lot of things that have made me bloated and you know what's crazy is so my grandparents have told me this but someone else at at work told me like I look skinnier so 
I don't know what that means. I know what it means, but I don't understand how because the amount of gluten and sugar and dairy I have consumed, all three, which are like top tier, absolutely awful for me. It's kind of shocking. And like, y'all, you, me and Memorial Day weekend, y'all would have thought something was up. Okay, what is it? So they celebrate Memorial Day the Sunday before Memorial Day. And I got a plate. And then on actual Memorial Day, my job had a barbecue. I ate two barbecue pork sandwiches. And that was like two hours before I went to my grandparents' house and had two plates. I had mac and cheese and baked beans. And ooh, baked beans is another thing I've had a lot of recently. I've had a lot of beans recently. But I ate two plates of that. And then, and this is real freaking unhealthy, but the following day, that Tuesday after Memorial Day, I, w- I walked into the break room at five in the morning and I was like, oh my goodness, there's still pork. So um, going against literally everyone's advice, I made two more barbecue pork sandwiches, even though the pork had been left out all night uncovered. Was my stomach ripped apart? Absolutely. But was it delicious? Yes. And I feel like <laughs> I had this discussion with someone at work. I'm like, if food is good going down and you have a good book to read, pooping is, you'll be fine. You'll be fine with it coming out if you got to poop it out. Now, it's when you got to vomit. Like if it doesn't, if, if the acid or something messes with you, that's when it's like, okay, maybe I should just chill out a little bit. But honestly, okay, this isn't like a poll of the week question. This isn't going to be the like poll of the week, but I think I'm going to include it anyway on my Instagram story. Which one do you find to be better, vomiting or pooping? I know this is a disgusting question, but I was talking about it at work and I was like, I would rather poop because I can read, I can watch a video, I can do something while I'm sitting on the toilet. And my cousin's in a health class and apparently staying on the toilet for a prolonged period of time is like really bad for you. But that has not stopped me from going in there with a full-blown novel. But I've just, my diet has been absolutely insane recently. One thing I'm excited about with going on my trip is like, I don't know what I'm going to eat. And my goal is to challenge myself and eating something different, something that I haven't really been like eating recently. I, I've been making a lot of eggs and I know the hotel that I'm staying at is going to have continental breakfast, which is probably gonna be like those powder eggs. Probably still going to eat that. Like I don't really see my breakfast changing up anytime soon, especially because a box of cereal is like six or $7, which just hurts me. I want my Special K strawberry so bad. I want it so bad. It's my favorite cereal. And all I have left is the grains, the bran, the bran. Not, there's no more strawberries in it. And I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't work up the nerve to just eat the bran. It's just, no, I, I can't do it. But I also really want like a, like a shrimp seafood boil so bad. Like I had one when I went to Atlanta in April and that's all I can think about. And my friend uh, when I'm recording this is currently on vacation with her big, beautiful family in Florida and we're in a group chat together and she sent us pictures of her seafood boil. And I was like, oh my goodness, I want that. <laughs> I want that so bad. I think I might just suck it up, go to this questionably named restaurant that we have here and just get me one because I want a shrimp seafood boil so bad. You don't understand. My life was changed in that moment and I want to re-experience that change. With going places, going out to eat, 
and just simply, you know, like I said, a box of cereal, six or seven dollars, finances, inflation. Oh, it's going to be the death of me. It's going to be the death of me. It's going to take me out. I feel like if there's anything that I can appreciate about, I don't want to say losing a friendship. I mean, I essentially was the one who kind of was like, let me write a snarky little note and have the last word and be a complete jerk about it. But I am not eating out nearly as much as I was, which is probably also why people think I look skinnier. I'm not eating out as much as I was. It's really nice, not gonna lie. It's nice in the sense that it it balances out the whole exercising thing, but also the money that I'm saving, especially given this time, it's pretty great because inflation is killing everybody. And it's, I mean, I talk about finances and I'm literally on my way out of town when this episode is being published to go spend money that I barely have just so I can be by myself on my birthday. Um, <laughs> which I mean, I could it, do that here, but you know, I was like, YOLO, let's just do something else. That's honestly traveling out of town is why the back, like behind me is just an absolute wreck. There's all sorts of different things that need to be packed. I also don't know what to pack. I'm also not good at packing. I'm also kind of overwhelmed because I have to work like literally every day up until when I leave and I have nothing planned, figured out or packed. All I know is that I bought a black shirt from Ross. And that is my concert shirt. And that's all I got. <laughs> this is where I expose myself. And I don't even care. And I, I was always scared. to. I was scared. Okay. I wasn't always scared to talk about this. But I was scared to talk about this when I became or started becoming friends with people who were like, I can't stand debt. I hate debt. Da, 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 da. And they have like their vehicles paid off. And I'm like, well, damn. Not me. Not me though. I have credit card debt. I have a car note. I have student loan debt. Um, yeah, that's about it. I'm in debt. Hey. And the crazy thing is that I'm okay with all of that because I have confidence in myself to pay it off. I've been paying it off for five, six years now. How old will I be? I'll be 23. I've been paying it off for five years now and I have not looked at my credit score. I refuse because I I know it'll make me cry. My credit card debt, a very big portion of it does come from my living situation. Earlier this year when I did move out of that old apartment and still had to pay on the lease and I was just very worried about taking out a credit card. But then I thought to myself, I was like, at the end of the day, I'm going to die to be very blunt. And do I want to die not experiencing the independence that I want to experience. Do you know what I mean? I I value having a creative space more than worrying about paying something off because I have confidence in myself that I will pay it off. I'm not an incredibly confident person, but when it comes to being responsible, yeah, I have a little bit of confidence in myself with that. I literally was budgeting at work while I was supposed to be working because uh, it was a $30 increase for my weave, which I don't want to talk about it, but yeah so I am in debt more than the people who are my age that are around me I do fit the stereotype the statistic whatever I don't care but I have confidence in myself that I'll pay it off while managing to live a life that I absolutely love and I think that's what's most important and even though I do work two retail jobs and one of them is testing my absolute patience I am 
content with life still and I'm still loving the heck out of life and I think that's exciting. So as we wrap this up, I want to say one last thing because I have been talking for quite some time regarding the financial portion of friends, FOMO, food, and finances. This is like something I had to write this down to make sure that I worded it right. So yeah, I'm about to read it off. I have this festering thought that a man won't love me or want to be with me because I'm in debt. That is a thought that I've had and it definitely comes from parental units, people who are responsible for me existing in this world, conversations that I've had with them individually. I, I've definitely, I've definitely thought that I would not be worthy of any sort of romantic love, true love, because as we learned from Bell Hooks, true love and romantic love are different, but I've just figured that I would never experience either if I am in debt. And I'm cool with you know, having dogs and just living my best single life forever. But I also do kind of want to experience like true love or romantic love. That's actually going to be the subject of the next episode. It's literally called I Don't Need a Man. So that's the first part. And then the second part that I wrote down, part of independence that I value is financial independence and responsibility. I put myself, okay, this I felt like such a, like a, I felt like a bad a bad chick when I wrote this down because this is my brain. These are the thoughts that I have. And this this tells you who I am. I'm a stubborn, strong-willed woman. And I put myself in situations. I get myself out of situations. Part of independence I value is financial independence and responsibility. I put myself in debt and I will get myself out of debt. No matter what happens to me romantically, I will not rely. I will not. I refuse to rely on my life partner to resolve my debt or any other issues that accrued before we were together. That's on me. It'll stay on me. I'm not taking his help. I don't want him to be like, babe, we got to figure this out. Babe, no, we don't. I got to figure it out. Okay. Because it was my financial decision. My goal is to have a good credit score when the time comes to meet my life partner or to further my life with my life partner, you know, buy a house or whatever. I refuse to buy a house by myself. I'm not living in a house as a single woman. Absolutely not. Heck, freaking no. I need a man. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I will. I will. If I don't have a man to live in a house with me, I will just freaking hire a security guard or something. And I have to be rich for that. So I don't know which one's going to happen first. But either way, I'm not living in a house by myself. Even if I have a dog. Nope. Freaking refuse. Absolutely not. And that's it. That is the entree of this episode. <laughs> we talked about friends. We talked about FOMO for a little bit. We talked about food, which I thought was interesting. And I kind of talk about food a lot more, especially with inflation being a thing. And we talked about finances, where I pretty much exposed the fact that I am in debt. And I sometimes feel like I am a annoying, dumb human for being in debt compared to my friends who are smart. But I'm also like, everyone's childhood situation everyone's adulting situation how they're growing up everyone has a different amount of resources and I have to remind myself of that that I have been in survival mode since I was nine I'm on year 14 of survival mode and I hate asking my anyone in my family for money because I mean we're all going through our own thing and it also just seems like very insensitive almost especially considering the way my life has panned out we're the people who I am genetically related to right now that are in my life weren't in my life for a period of time. And it just seems so wrong to be like, hey, 
love you. How you doing? You doing good? Can I have money? You know, that doesn't sit well with me. So I just have to remember that everyone's situation is different and it's okay that I'm in debt. And if anyone tries to make me feel bad about it, you can exit my life immediately. Okay, before we go, you know, I have to do some wrecks and regrets and I love the intro. Okay, so this week's Rex and Regrets, it's album-themed edition because it's been so long since I've last done an episode and there's been albums that I've been wanting to talk about. The first one, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar. Some of these, a couple of these albums I have talked about in the newsletter, so if you're not subscribed to the newsletter, I have a link in the description of this episode. Get subscribed. The newsletter only comes out every other week. It is also bi-weekly. Whatever week the podcast does and a podcast episode doesn't come out, a newsletter comes out. So... Definitely check out the newsletter. It's fun, personally. It's a way to keep up with my life, but also just see what I'm recommending, see what I think is, like, worthy of mentioning. And here pretty soon, I am entering, entering, not entering, announcing a couple of different pages to Simply Jamila. So definitely, you know, join the newsletter. Thanks. Anywho, Mr. Moran, The Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar, genius amazing legendary iconic where give give him the grammy now thank you thank you because what in the world like i can't it was hard for me i told myself for all the albums that i would talk about i'd have two songs it was so hard for me to pick two songs from this album because the entire thing is good even we cry together and that's just two people repeatedly swearing each other out cursing each other out whatever when you disappear for five years, that's what that looks like. That's what that sounds like. Go off. Go off. Him and Adele. I know Adele is like a different genre, but they are both examples of taking time off to perfect your craft and to share something with meaning instead of something that's going to just get you money. And I hate to say... You know, Jack Harlow's like that, but I mean, dude was on album, tour, album, tour, breathe, perfect your craft, you know? Anyway, my two favorite songs, or there's, again, the whole album's amazing, but the two that I have been, like, they're on my, like, I looked, I checked before I started recording. They are on my on-repeat playlist from Spotify, is Die Hard and Rich Spirit. I love, like... Rich Spirit makes me feel some type of way when I'm like walking into work and it's like playing. I'm like, okay. And to the teenagers that I heard saying that this album, that Kendrick's album was mid, disappear. Thank you. Next album, Harry's House by Harry Styles. Okay. I'm, I will not say I'm a Harry stan like at all. At all. Nowhere near. But I like listening to his albums when they initially come out. And then I'll find a song or a few that I just like have on repeat for a while. And there are, I have four that I really liked. But the two that are um, on my on repeat playlist on Spotify is Love of My Life and Boyfriends. Boyfriends (laughs) makes me cry every time I listen to it. It's just, oh my goodness. I've never had a boyfriend, but the accuracy, dang, Daydreaming is also really good. 
I was actually on Instagram this morning and there was like one post, I forgot what account it was, but it was like the Zodiac signs as songs from Harry's house and Gemini's song was daydreaming. And I was like the actual accuracy, the actual accuracy. I love daydreaming, but I wanted to mention love of my life and boyfriends love of my life. Best way to end that album. Next album, Dance Fever by Florence and the Machine. I have never listened to Florence and the Machine until this album. I think, I don't remember who it was. Oh, actually, I do know who it was. So, remember when I went to see Dua Lipa? (laughs) I followed the two girls that I sat with on Instagram, and one of them posted Dance Fever by Florence and the Machine, and I listened to it, and I don't know where I've been. I don't know where I've been, but I love Florence and the Machine. At least this album. I haven't listened to any of her other albums or their other albums because I guess it's technically a band. I don't know. Either way, I need to catch up. I love this album. So the songs that have appeared on my, on literally, I'm not even kidding when I tell you that these are like on my on repeat playlist on Spotify. I've listened to these songs so much. It's My Love and Cassandra. It is amazing. Such a good album. Again, I need to check out her other albums as well because I have apparently been missing out on something pretty amazing and that doesn't sit well with me. Okay, and then the last album, this is a very, very, very new album that I've just recently listened to for the first time, like literally two days ago, but it's called Forest in the City. I think her name is Umi. It's U-M-I. Umi. Umi. I am not sure. I believe she's from the UK. She's a UK singer, UK R&B singer, question mark. It sound, it gives it gives R&B vibes. I should probably look all of this information up. I just know that the album's called Forest in the City and you should listen to it. It's so amazing. The two songs that I, okay, so I've heard Whatever You Like before this and that song, Windows Down, Arm Out, Feeling the Wind, Driving on the Interstate at 80 miles an hour. It's just a vibe. It makes you feel like you're in a music video. It makes you feel like you're just this free spirit just roaming the world and it's just, it's amazing. But the two songs that I wanted to mention are wish that I could and bird's eye view so good both beautiful beautiful songs oh my goodness I love this album so much and I definitely plan on getting those two songs to my on repeat playlist as soon as I freaking can they're so good definitely check her out that is it for my Rex and regrets before I get you out of here before you like decide to exit out of this podcast I gotta do my poll of the week last episode I asked if you've ever had a toxic leader 100% said yes I don't want to say that makes me happy but it also kind of makes me happy because I wasn't like the only one struggling so that's very exciting this week's question which of the four do you struggle with the most? Friends, FOMO, food, or finances? So pick one. Let me know which one you struggle with the most, uh, just currently or just like in life in general. Friends, FOMO, food, or finances? Which one has you ruffled your feathers here recently? I want to know, vote within the first 24 hours of this episode being live if I'm good at doing what I think I can do, which I'll be in the airport when this goes up so I should have it all taken care of but definitely vote over on my Instagram account at juh.meluh also follow me if you want to you know if you want to keep up with what I do when I'm exploring a completely different city by myself very very nerve-wracking anywho thank you so much for listening to this episode of Simple Jamila Bot Bot 
<laughs> my brain just broke. It's really freaking hot in here. Fun fact, the fan doesn't work in my office and I need to sell maintenance, but I just don't ever do that. And I need to remember to do that because the heat's starting to make me not think. Anywho, <laughs> thank you for listening to Simply Jimmy the podcast. I will be in your ear in a couple weeks for another episode. I love you deeply and yeah, bye.